0: Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Ecclesiology.
1: Ooh, I was going to put in, yeah, welcome to episode 13, but I don't actually remember what episode we're on.
0: I don't know. I
1: think it's 13, but I'm going to do a quick uh, quick checkeroo. What's, uh, what's new with you, Desiree?
0: We're doing a Christmas Advent calendar, but I don't think that's new. I think we talked about that last time. You have it on your notes. But we um...
1: did. This is episode 13. I got it right.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, we did talk about it last time, and it was on the notes, but we've done more of it now. Yeah. So I wanted to fill them in on like the creative things you've come up with so far. Because We been came up
0: with them together.
1: Some of them, but you put them in an order and I forgot about them because I have a bad memory and now we get to enjoy them together. Yeah. So we got uh, a snack. I remember that one because we yeah, got cause butter cookies. It,
0: since day one, you're like, when is it the turn for a treat? <laughs>
1: yeah. I was ready for a treat. Um, one night we slept on opposite sides of the bed. That was fun.
0: It's interesting. Your yeah. side's not very comfortable.
1: Oh, Thanks, yeah. and I sleep on it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind my side of the bed. I'm used to it because the way I lay works, so I don't roll toward the center. But if you lay like on your back or on your front, I mean, who lays on their front while they sleep? Me. Like face down into the pillow? Oh no. Oh okay, but I guess you do lay on your front. Anyway, if you do do either of those, then you like roll toward the center yeah. of the bed on my and I side. I
0: didn't want to crush you.
1: I don't think you would have crushed me. Well, I me. didn't
0: want to. I didn't want to be hogging the bed.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. So. It was fun. Um, what else? There's, there's a couple other things. We have one Um, that I know is coming up that I remember.
0: I don't really remember.
1: We bought a new, we bought a Christmas thing at a second hand store. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Christmas
0: cookie cutters. Yeah. And that'll come in handy for a future advent calendar thing.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: They're pretty, uh, sweet. Yeah. Watch a Hallmark movie with hot chocolate and popcorn oh you're funny yeah it was a fun sorry. <laughs>
1: sorry yeah that was fun a hallmark movie with hot chocolate and popcorn yep yep i don't remember if there was anything else there's probably something else that i'm missing yeah in the future i'd like to
0: um have some scripture passages to go with each day too
1: i don't know what the scripture passage for a hallmark movie with cocoa and popcorn. no is it wouldn't be- necessarily oh. work with oh, what okay. the
0: activity is
1: <laughs> um we got a new boom arm
0: yeah.
1: Uh, if you don't know what that is, well, and even if you do know what it is, that doesn't change what it is. But if you don't know what that is, what it is is, whew, for those of you who don't know, let me fill you in on what it is. I hate it. Okay, I'm going to sidetrack. When everybody's, when I, it drives me a little bit crazy when people say, for those of you who don't know, my name is Daniel Greenhall. Now, most people don't say Daniel Greenhall is the name, but you get right. the point. Because I'm like, wait, what is it for those of us who do know? Is it different? Is it only for people, those who don't know that his name is Daniel Greenhall? What about that those
0: information who... is for the people that do not know that i, information I know yet.
1: i know what they mean and i yeah. know what they're trying to convey but it sounds like i've always wanted to be like for those of you who don't know me my name is daniel greenhall but for those of you who do it's desiree greenhall or something like that oh, just dear. say something different because it always sounds like there's going to be a well but if you do know it's different it's not anyway how do what i get on onto... oh yeah the boom arm it's <laughs> uh it clamps on well this type clamps onto the table and it holds the microphone. So instead of the microphone sitting on the table on a little standy stand um, and picking up all of the vibrations of the table, this holds it um, so that we can move it around if we want to and kind of get it exactly where we want it, which it's not exactly where we want it yet, but it's a step in the right direction. Um, and it keeps it actually so I don't have to like pack the microphone up and store it somewhere when it's not in use because I can just fold up the arm and push it in the corner, yep. which is pretty nice. And in the future, I want to have a shock mount because just having a boom arm doesn't eliminate vibrations. You also have to have a, a thing that holds the microphone, uh, basically suspended by rubber bands is essentially what it is. Oh, okay. So that none of the vibrations like that, that I'm sure you're going to hear on the recording, I just tapped the table, um, can get to the microphone. We don't have a, a shock mount yet. I want Hopefully to. Hopefully
0: we can have sponsors so that we don't have to pay for all of this stuff. Yeah, that'd be
1: nice. I'm debating putting an ad toward the middle of the show Um only for the purposes of paying for equipment for the show, not because I want to earn anything off of it, but because it'd be a little bit nicer if we could have a little bit better equipment to record. That way we're not crowded around one mic. And for the guests that we have coming up, which are confirmed, uh, it's going to be a little bit difficult to get everybody recorded. We're going to do the best we can with one microphone. But again, if, I, if you do come across one day an episode where in the middle of it there's an ad, that's why um, we'll try to let you know beforehand, though, And if we get feedback like, oh, can you take those out? We don't care about the audio quality. It's fine. Then yeah, I'll take the ad out. If you guys don't really care about audio quality that much. And it's just me wanting to nerd out over things. But (laughs) for now, I was at least able to upgrade to a boom arm. I want to get a shock mount, better microphones. It's coming, but I got one piece of tech that was fun. Yep. Uh, One more thing. We had a date.
0: Yeah, it was fun. We
1: still have those after we're married. Yeah. It's kind of nice. What do we do?
0: Uh, we went to a used and new bookstore in Ankeny that had been recommended mm-hmm. by some of our church family.
1: Walls and of Books, if you want to check yeah. it out, because I think most of our audience is here. I know yeah. one of our audiences, one of our audience members is in Illinois, so she probably won't check it out. But most of us uh, can go and check out Walls of Books in Ankeny. I appreciated it.
0: Yeah, and the, it's the lady nice was really star. nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: She gave us a free bookmark. I'm always yeah. trying wow. to find a bookmark but I have, I just use cards. I use a deck of but cards.
0: But it wasn't one you could color on.
1: I mean, you can color on it if you want.
0: No, I like the coloring ones. Oh,
1: okay. Maybe I'll get you some for stocking stuffers.
0: Oh, you could get me like a coloring book.
1: Really? Like an adult color? A yeah, book. Yeah. Oh. But I don't
0: like to call them adult coloring books because anytime you say adult in front of something, it usually means it's bad. Oh, that's
1: true. Yeah. So when you yeah. yeah. A, a grown up coloring book. Yeah. That sounds better.
0: Mature coloring book.
1: Yeah, it still doesn't sound as good. <laughs> anyway, it was a nice date. I enjoyed it. And then we went to a new restaurant that we'd never been to before.
0: Yeah. I forgot what it was called.
1: It was a drive-in. Yeah. It was fast. Sonic. Yeah.
0: Oh, wait. That's why it's called Sonic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a good time. We
0: maybe should get on our topic. <laughs> yeah,
1: we should. It was a good time. I enjoyed the date. But what are we learning today? It's a continuation from last time and I did it again. You got to tell them what we're learning. I got to grab my Bible.
0: Um, we're talking about communion, right? Yeah. Oh, you're far away, so he didn't answer.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. We're talking about communion. Um, and we're looking specifically at 1 Corinthians 11, 17 through 34. That's actually all that we're going to cover tonight. I want also to look at 1 Corinthians 10, but I'll probably just mention that next time. But this time, uh, we're just going to get through 1 Corinthians 11, not the whole chapter, uh, but verses 17 through 34. Um, for reference, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I probably have. I'll say it again. I currently use the Holman Christian Standard Bible. It's not the same as the Christian Standard Bible. Um, there were some updates to it. and They changed some of the language to make it more modern. I won't get into whether I think that's good or bad, but I use the Holman Christian Standard Bible, which is uh, an older version of the Christian Standard Bible. They're not the same, but... Um, that's what I'm using for now. Not that I'm telling you, you should use it. Not that I'm telling you, you shouldn't use it just by way of information. This is what I'll be reading out of. I think at least for this passage, it, I find it to be helpful on some things. Uh, but I also want to add that first Corinthians can be a difficult book to translate. I remember running into some stuff early on in in first Corinthians that pastor Danny and I were chatting about. And we even talked about in Bible study on Wednesday night. Do you remember that at all? You, yeah. you might have been in a nursery. Yeah, oh, I remember. you were there? Okay. Uh, but there are some, some words that Paul uses that he actually made up by shoving two things together, um, kind of like we do with other things, like dishwasher. Like, someone was like, oh, it washes dishes, dishes. Oh, you
0: mean the dish machine?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you call it the dish machine. Uh, where you just shove two words together, and boom, it's a new word. The Germans do it all the time. Um, in America, we did it as well. I mean, we copied off a lot of people's languages, so it kind of makes sense, but... Anyway, 1 Corinthians 11, better get into it. We're going to be looking at verses 17 through 34. I'm going to go ahead and read the text. We read it last week. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and read it again. I'm going to try to read slowly. I'm a little bit excited. We had a, an eggnog latte. And yes, it was decaf, but that doesn't get rid of the sugar. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm running on well, it right now. That
0: didn't help me any. I'm like a You're tired. dozing
1: off. All yeah. right. Well, maybe I'll ask you questions. Oh, dear. <laughs> You'll be okay. Okay, 1 Corinthians 11, verses 17 through 34. I think I might take this in sections. Okay. Verse 17. Now, in giving the following instruction, I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For to begin with, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. There must indeed be factions among you, so that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together, it is not really to eat the Lord's supper. For at the meal, each one eats his own supper ahead of others. So one person is hungry while another gets drunk. Don't you have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you look down on the church of God and embarrass those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I praise you? I do not praise you for this. I'm going to stop there because then Paul transitions a little bit within the same topic. Um, but this first section is, it's not a commendation. It's a condemnation. Mm. Can you explain the difference? Because the wording sounds similar. The I didn't write it in the notes.
0: Say the two so, words again.
1: Commendation. And condemnation. When you
0: commend someone, you are like approving.
1: Yeah, you're like praising them. Yeah. Paul says at the end, Charlotte, should I praise you for this? I do not praise you for this. And
0: condemning is definitely not showing approval.
1: Yeah, it's telling them they're doing it wrong. Yes. That's exactly what Paul's doing. So what are they doing wrong? Not what about what they're doing is wrong, but what is the thing that they're doing that they're not doing correctly?
0: They're not um, what is observing the body.
1: That's later on in the passage. Oh,
0: they're not eating the Lord's Supper rightly.
1: Yeah, he said it's not actually the Lord's Supper that you eat. If you look at verse um, 20, he says, therefore, so because of what he just told about their coming together, Paul says, therefore, when you come together, it's not really the Lord's Supper, that you, it's not really to eat the Lord's Supper. So the church was coming together, the The people that are the church, we've established that already, were coming together. This is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. And it's interesting, when he's talking about communion, he doesn't say, hey, pastors, you're administering it wrong. Mm. He doesn't say that. There could be issues with administering communion that can be done improperly. That could potentially happen, but that's not what he's talking about.
0: It's more of the people.
1: It's everyone in the church. Paul's addressing the church body, the people, all of the members of the body, a metaphor he uses... Um, he's addressing them all and saying, you guys, when you come together, it's not the Lord's Supper that you eat. And he's going to explain to them how they do it right, but he's telling them all, you guys are all doing it wrong. Not just talking to the pastors, not just talking to deacons, not just talking to a couple of people here and there that are passing the bread counterclockwise instead of clockwise. (laughs) That's not the issue. Um, So what is the issue? What makes it so that their observance of the Lord's Supper is actually invalid? We talked about this a little bit with baptism, if you remember, right? What was the example that I used because um, Jonathan Lehman and, well, he was the editor, but uh, Bobby Jameson used of, uh, it was a setup at the beginning of the chapter of something happened. And does that count as baptism? Do Do you remember what it was? No. You're in your backyard and somebody pushes you under the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And is that actually baptism? No. Okay. But you were immersed. Right. But- there's something missing to where it's not actually baptism. Oh,
0: so here it's like you're eating, but mm-hmm. it's not actually the Lord's Supper.
1: Yeah, you guys are having a meal, but it's not the Lord's Supper. To where you're doing something so wrong to where you're not actually observing the Lord's Supper. Okay. okay. So in verses in verses 17 through 19, which are the verses that precede verse 20, Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. He says, now, when given the following instructions, I do not praise you. We saw that at the end. Since you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. So here's something else. It's not just, hey, you come together, you try to eat the Lord's Supper, but it doesn't work out. And, I mean, you're no worse off for the where. It's just, it's not the Lord's Supper. No. that's not what Paul says. Right?
0: Yeah, it's actually harming.
1: Yeah. He says, it's not for the better. It's it's for it's whatever. It's not what he says. He says it's not for the better, but it's for the worse. They think they're observing the Lord's Supper, but they're not, and it's actually harmful. And we see a little bit of the effects of this later on in the it's chapter. It's not neutral. Yeah. So Paul, it's interesting here. I want to note this. I had this at the end of the section, but um, he he says we're looking. I, I'm telling you, we're I'm lo- we're looking at this the Lord's Supper um, because Paul looked at it and he didn't just like I mentioned, talked to pastors and deacons. He talked to laymen within the church. That's who Paul was addressing with this issue. So apparently this issue was such a big deal that he took time to write about it. And it's such a big deal that it was harming them. And it's important to talk to laymen within the local church about this. They need Mm -hmm. to understand what is the Lord's Supper so that when they come together, it's not for the worse, but for the better. That's Paul's goal, right? Yep. So... Paul even reinforces why I'm even bothering to cover Lord's Supper. Paul reinforces why I think it's important and why I want to learn about the Lord's Supper, because he's like, if you don't do it right, it's for the worse.
0: Yeah. It's
1: actually harming you. Not like physically tearing your guts out, but God might be disciplining you because of it. We see that and some have um weak and sickly among you and some have died. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um Paul was writing here to layman within the church. I mentioned that Um, (laughs) I put that Paul was writing in letter form several episodes of Everyday Ecclesiology. Now, that might be a little bit of a stretch. Um, But he was talking to laymen, saying, you need to understand this. You need to do this rightly. So, he said, For to begin with, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. So this is problematic. This is one of the things he's not praising them about. And if you know a little bit about 1 Corinthians... Um, We saw that earlier on in the chapter, in chapter one, if I remember correctly. Let me double check. Yeah, um, some saying, I'm with Paul, or I'm with Apollos, or I'm with Cephas, or I'm with Christ. We looked at this in Winsen at Bible Study, if you you go to Anchor Baptist. Yeah, there were divisions. So this is problematic, and specifically, it's problematic in regards to the Lord's Supper somehow. Because Paul brings it up here under the guise of Lord's Supper. Um, He said, there must indeed be factions among you so that those who are approved may be recognized among you. I don't know what that verse means.
0: Those who are approved may be recognized among you.
1: Yes, I don't actually know what that verse means. So I need to ask Pastor Danny a question on uh, what is Paul getting at there. But I know that it's a problem that there are factions. He says, when you come together in verse 20, it's not really the Lord's Supper for at the meal. So now he's going to describe what was going on. Do you remember off the top of your head what was going on?
0: Well, not everybody was... Some people would be eating and some would not have any food and go hungry. Some people were there early and other people hadn't even arrived yet.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they weren't all doing it together. Yeah. So Paul is saying that togetherness here is, what, important and necessary for it to actually be the Lord's Supper?
0: Uh, And it's so important that it's worse off for you if you don't do it.
1: Yeah. So... Now, think with me for a second about what that means. Let me go ahead and read it. He says in verse 21, For at the meal, each one eats his own supper ahead of others. So some people haven't arrived yet. So the rich people, I'm, I'm i hi- am hypothesizing, I'm putting out a hypothetical um, as to who it might have been. We don't know for sure. But yeah. let's say the rich people who, let's put it in today's lingo. Let's do it that way. So uh, your church services in the evening uh, let's say at like four o'clock. So then the people that have just invested in stocks and everything and they're uh, retired, they've gotten there. And so they go ahead and sit down and start eating the Lord's Supper. But then the people, the, the working class, haven't quite gotten there yet because they're not off work yet. So when they, when they finally get there, they go ahead and eat whatever's left. Sometimes there's not enough. But by the time they get there, the older people um, are, are already drunk and they've had all the wine and eaten all the food till their bellies are full and they might have left already. Now that's not exactly what would happen because we don't know who was there early, who was there late. That's just a a, um, a way of helping you to imagine uh, that type of scenario that was going on, a type of problematic scenario. And I'm not condemning old people within the church that are retired either. I want to be clear. So that's what was happening though. There were some people that were there that had gone ahead and started. They had eaten. They had eaten. <laughs> oh my goodness. They had eaten. They were, some of them, even drunk. And people that got there late, for whatever reason, um, didn't have enough to eat left and they weren't all doing it together at the same time. And so then that made it not actually the Lord's supper because it wasn't actually together as a church. Now, isn't that interesting? Why? Because for one, growing up, I didn't, well, let me even take a different direction. Why does it matter if we're all there? Why can't we remember Christ without the rest of the body there? What difference does it make? Well,
0: apparently God wants us to have communion together. Yeah. Or a part of the definition of communion is togetherness.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I think that second one's definitely right on point, because otherwise Paul wouldn't have said it was a problem that they weren't doing it. But yes, a part of the definition of it being the Lord's Supper means you're doing it as a local church. Now... This doesn't mean that you have to take Lord's Supper with the entire universal church. Right? Mm-hmm. That'd be really problematic. Yeah. There'd be a lot of people we'd have to raise from the dead if we wanted to, every time we wanted to take Lord's Supper. And we'd also have to get everybody to fly in for it, or we'd have to fly out to somewhere to find all well, believers. Well,
0: what I want to know is, what about shut-ins that are part of the local church, or moms that had to take their kids to the nursery because they were being noisy?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so does 100% of the church family have to be there for it to be legitimate communion? Yeah. That's a good question. I'm going to say I don't think so, but that doesn't undermine Paul's point here. Right. The, because they didn't wait for everyone that was coming that evening.
0: Yeah. That it doesn't sense. say
1: if Aunt Sally's sick, you, can't take, take, you yeah. can't take communion. I don't think that's Paul's driving focus here. I don't think that's what he's trying to say, but he's saying there's people that are coming together to enjoy the Lord's Supper and you knew they were coming, but you didn't you didn't wait. So this doesn't mean if Aunt Millie's sick, you can't take communion. Everybody's gathered together, but oh no, she stubbed her toe and then it started bleeding and she had to go to the hospital and well not tonight, we guess we'll have to wait for another day.
0: So then you never take communion.
1: Yeah. You you probably would not. And that's also not a good thing, because apparently they needed to do this. We can see that a little bit more later. So for now, I'll I'll actually type here, because I can do that, because I have a computer. Oh. Questions. Um, how do we know that the whole church doesn't have to be there? Yeah. Right? Okay. You guys are going to hear this. Sorry.
0: All right. Are you, you going to edit this out?
1: Nope.
0: I're just going to sit there and wait for you to type on your computer?
1: Yep. Okay. That's one question. That'll be okay. Or maybe I can... Maybe it wasn't too loud on the waveform. It'll be okay. Um... And then what about moms that have to take their kids to the nursery? Uh, the the way, I've heard it worded a certain way, but I want to look up the wording
0: okay,
1: and understand why they word it that way. Okay. I think practically you can understand that that makes sense that not everyone from the local church has to be there for it to be legitimate. But I don't want to base my theology off of thinking through something practically yeah. o- alone, especially if scripture might seem to indicate otherwise. We'll get there. Um, where was I when you come together? Oh, um, so one other thing that we should think about. So the whole local church needs needs to be there. Or not the entirety, every single member of the local church, but it needs to be a gathering of the local church where you take Lord's Supper. Okay. That's what this was. People were coming together, taking the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Right? So what if it's not a gathering of the whole church? Meaning, what if... You and I just want to take communion here at home.
0: Well, that's not taking it with, well, I mean, it's with church family, but it's not with the church family.
1: Yeah. This isn't a gathering of the local church. Right. That's what they were doing. They were at least gathering as a local church, but they weren't waiting till everyone that could make it, that was going to be there that night, was there. They were just saying, oh, they'll get here eventually. I'm going to go ahead and eat. I don't want to wait for them. Yeah. I don't care about them enough to wait. Or they didn't understand the importance of it and wait. So what about a church that has two services?
0: Now what about it, Daniel?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> what about taking it as a small group? No. No? I don't think it's a good idea either, but why?
0: Because it's not a gathering of
1: the local church,
0: local church body.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a gathering of a part of the local church, but that's not the same.
0: That's just the noses of the body.
1: <laughs> it might be the armpits. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so I don't, I don't think that that's helpful, but be- because that doesn't seem to fit with what Paul's getting at here in this passage. Because Paul's saying you need to wait till it's, it's an assembly of the whole church. It's a whole church assembly, and again, not every single member will get there. But it's intended as a whole church assembly. The intent is to, we're going to get the church together, or we're going to take the Lord's Supper. Now again, I'm going to come back and ask the question, why does it matter? Why, Paul? Now yes, Paul's saying it, it's inspired by God, so it's important, but why? What does that have to do with just simply remembering the death and resurrection of Christ? What is tied to the death and resurrection of Christ and remembering it, because if, if communion is just a remembrance, that's what I'm getting at. Oh. If all communion is, is we eat and we remember Jesus, which it, it is, it's not less than that. I've said this, but it's more than that, based partly on this passage here, because if it's just simply when I eat bread and drink juice, I remember Jesus.
0: Then you could do that by yourself.
1: Yes. If it's just a remembrance, why does the why does it have to be a gathering of the church to, to do it, to make it actually the Lord's Supper? Why? Be- and I think it's because there's more to communion than just remember. Mm. That's, again, it's that's important. We need to remember the death and resurrection of Christ. There's a reason that the bread is a picture of his body that was broken, and the cup is a picture of the blood that was shed. Yes, that's important. Do not neglect that. But what does that have to do with? having the whole church together yeah i think we're missing something so um paul says he's not going to praise you because you're not doing it it's for the worse, and you're embarrassing the church of god so then paul lays out this is yeah awkward paul then lays out this is how you should do it verse 23 through 26 for i received from the lord what i also passed on to you i already told you this guys but i'll tell it to you again this is what i received from the lord on the night when he, that is Jesus, was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he also took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant established by my blood. Do this, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the, the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And I've mentioned this before, I think on the podcast. I know I've mentioned it to people, and I know I've even touched on this in a message but verse 26 says for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you remember the lord's death until he comes and i read it that way and people look at me like oh that's not what it says because that's not what it says verse 26 actually reads for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes Mm -hmm. now the question that pops up in my mind this will probably be the last thing Yep, this will be the last thing that we cover tonight. I had to look at the timestamp. sorry. Is who's proclaiming? Well, you are. Paul's talking about the church. He says you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So we have an end point for communion as well, Lord's Supper. But if Christians gathered together, local church Christians are proclaiming the Lord's death when they partake of the bread and the cup, who are they proclaiming it to?
0: each other no
1: no 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 they're proclaiming it to the unsafe people that they brought in right because the purpose of the the church is to uh bring a bunch of pe- unsafe people to the service so that they can get saved during the service right no N- no that's not the point of the gathering of the local so. church. Yeah, yeah really I caught you off guard.
0: with me because I'm so tired.
1: Sorry. Yeah, that's that's not the purpose of the gathering of the church because Ephesians tells us that the purpose of the gathering of the church is to edify the church, It's to edify the body of Christ, is to build up the body of Christ. And even think uh, in first century terms um, when Paul would have been writing this and think about the people that would have been reading this, they weren't really inviting unsaved people to church to get them saved unsaved people typically didn't want anything to do with the church and they weren't going to go to a meeting of people that follow the way they weren't going to go to a meeting of people who were being persecuted by the government because paul himself was one that was going to homes and dragging people out and killing them yeah so there, there was they weren't going to subject themselves to something they didn't believe in they weren't going to go to the meeting of christians if they didn't think there was anything to it so even so much so that paul even poses a hypothetical was this One chapter before? No, this is late. Um, Yeah,
0: I think you said that was a chapter before.
1: I think so. See, I always think it is, but then I can never find it. Well, Um, can you
0: just explain it since...
1: Yeah. Oh, I think it's chapter 12. I'm losing my place. Anyway, Paul says, Now what if when you were speaking in tongues or using these gifts, an unbeliever came in? They'd think you were crazy. And Paul brings that up because they would have never thought about what an unbeliever thought. It just yeah. didn't happen for an unbeliever to be in the assembly.
0: Yeah.
1: He's like, hey, what if this happened? What would you do then? And they were like, oh, I never thought of that. Because th- there weren't unbelievers in an assembly of believers, Yeah. which is what the church is. A called out assembly of believers. So when when he says you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes, you're exactly right, Desiree. I was giving you a hard okay. time messing with your brain late at night. Um, yeah, they're proclaiming it to other believers. Yep. That's interesting. And we'll get back to it next week because we're just about out of time. But I'll let you think about that. I'll let you think about multi site and multi service churches. I'll let you think about communion as small groups. Not that you have to have answers for next time. It's not like I'm going to call you up and be like, hey, you're on the show. What's the answer? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It would be fun, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, that's where we'll leave it off. And those are some questions to ponder. Um, But the purpose in going through this passage is, one, to show that, yeah, Paul thought this was important for laymen within the local church to understand. This is a big deal. So much so that, as Desiree's already mentioned, people were suffering the consequences. They were being judged by God, chastened by the Lord. Some Mm -hmm. had even died rather than shame the church of God. Um, So this this is important for us to at least think about and to get right, because otherwise it's not for the better, but it's for the worse. All right, we'll leave it there. Desiree, what are we reading?
0: Uh, We finished Prince Caspian. Just today. Just today. We haven't started um, Voyage of the Dawn Treader yet.
1: How long has it been since you read Caspian?
0: Oh, I would say back in high school, probably. Okay. I read it for fun, I'm sure.
1: I think it was like fourth or fifth grade when I started reading the Chronicles of Narnia.
0: But you never finished the series. I read the whole series. Yeah,
1: I didn't. That's true. Yeah. Because I thought it was dumb that people couldn't come back anymore because they were too old. I'm like, no, this is dumb. They should be able to come back. I don't like the series anymore. <laughs> oh,
0: feeling a little entitled, huh?
1: Yeah. So I'm glad to be able to read through the series now to understand a little bit more of the supposal that Lewis is getting at. Um, but I'm glad to have finished it as well. It was nice to read it out loud on the couch while you were doing some dishes and Sophia was playing. And
0: next time we can trade jobs.
1: Oh, I yeah, all right. Sounds good. I'm up for it. Okay. Yeah, at least on, on microphone, on recording anyway. No, I'll do it. I'll wash the dishes. I'll do it properly. It'd be good for you to be able to relax on the couch, too. I don't know if I could focus, but we'll try it. We'll give it a shot. Yeah, that wouldn't
0: be fun if you couldn't focus.
1: Yeah. And what's next up that we got last night on our date?
0: We bought Voyage of the Don Treader. Yeah. We found it at um, the Walls of Books mm-hmm. store.
1: Pretty good deal. Yep, it was
0: cheap. It was like a dollar ninety-seven. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it it wasn't the nicest copy they had, but we didn't care that much.
1: Yep, I don't mind. Maybe one day I'll get a boxed set. And I, as well, started, uh, as I mentioned, I was looking, doing some research on information about when is it a good time to leave a church. Um, And one book that I've started reading, I'm going to read all the way through because it's pretty short. Sorry, that probably made a noise on the table. I was sliding it out. Um, but it's by Mark Dever, um, from Nine Marks it's a Ministry. Um, but the title of the book is "What Is a Healthy Church." Uh, it's a pretty quick read. It's just at hundred pages. Okay, one hundred twenty-six. Oh no, that's an appendix. But it's
0: a small book. It's like the size of your yeah, yeah yeah a large hand.
1: It's a teeny teeny little guy. Um, or the size of a a tiny tablet. Like yeah, my thumb and pinky. Like can a big corner corner. phone. That's a giant foam. Yeah. That's not going them, in your pocket. Having
0: seen someone like hold up their tablet, their tablet to their yeah. ear.
1: It's, yeah, about that size. Or if you have like a Chronicles of Narnia book, it's about that size. For yeah.
0: Reference. Well, it's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a small one. And it's thin.
0: Unless um, you have the book that has all the Chronicles of Narnia books. Yeah. It's way bigger one. than that. It's a singleton.
1: Mm-hmm. So I've started that one. Um, I really appreciate the analogy he uses at the beginning in playing off of the analogy of the body in scripture yeah Um, and so i started reading through that one hopefully i can have that done by next time but i don't know when we'll record for next time so if we record early then i probably won't have it done but i'll probably have it done by next thursday
0: because we record with our first guest soon
1: yes we do we record on the 14th less than a week yeah but it'll come out later than that i think I think it'll come yes, out closer yes. to Christmas because it'll our be our
0: Christmas special. Yeah,
1: which will probably be about the same length. But I say that now, and then we'll probably end up chatting for like an hour or something. Yeah, we'll see what you happens. You might have
0: to do a lot of editing. I
1: might, I might. We'll see what happens. And again, that'll be three of us around one microphone. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs>
0: Nobody cares.
1: Well, but they're gonna hear it in the audio. Yeah. I'll do the best I can, okay. but it's gonna sound funny anyway maybe if i should wanna... say
0: nobody cares i don't care but i i'm glad that you like to have quality things and do the best that you can with I the try. resources that you have
1: yeah so if you want to check out this book that's what is a healthy church by mark dever give it uh look it up i think you can get it pretty cheap well this one says it retails for 13 dollars, but i bet i can find it cheaper on amazon if i look it up if i find a link i'll throw it in the description might as well um it'd be it's it's a book worth checking out um a lot of couple caveats. I don't necessarily agree with everything in it. Like I said, I haven't finished it yet. Yep. I'm just through the introduction. It does come recommended, um, but that doesn't mean I agree with all of the views put forth in the book. I think for the most part, it's probably going to be pretty good. But again, just because it says something doesn't mean I hold the exact same view. Um, but I do think he's probably getting at the right thing. But I'll will give a I'll give a full review of it. A full review yeah. at least as much as thinklings do it, yeah. yeah i'll give a thinkling style review once i get done with it um and i'll i don't think i can put it on their goodness scale but yeah. i'll go ahead and give it a rating
0: that would be like what's it called where you steal some. plagiarism yeah
1: it'd be somewhere around in there all right i think that's gonna do it for this week you want to close it up Desiree? oh um, you can say no
0: and close it up
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right that'll do it for this week Uh, Thanks for tuning in, listening in, um, and until next week, keep serving, keep serving or start serving in your local church. Bye.
0: Bye.